Welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and I'm continuing our series where I'm talking about 10 of God's comforting responses to your imperfections. I think you're going to be surprised at the topic that we talk about today because it's one of the most overlooked um, provisions that God has made for us. But because it requires some effort on our part, we miss out. And I likened it to a person who is starving when there is a feast taking place someplace and they simply will not go there. So join me today as we continue talking about this important topic. To be sure, the Christian life is not easy. The standard is very high. God has not lowered that standard just because we strive to reach it. Instead, what he has done is he has offered us tools and ways to help us to become victorious in our striving to become more like Christ. Today, I want to talk about one of the most neglected responses that God has given us to our imperfections. And that response is that he has given us a family. Yes, a Christian family. I'm not talking about the people that you live with. I'm not talking about the home that you were raised in. I am talking about the body of Christ. I have encountered so many Christians who are struggling to become more like Christ. They want to be more like Jesus, but they have isolated themselves from the very help that God has placed for them to receive what they need to become more victorious. There is something very powerful, my friends. I don't claim to understand exactly how it works. I just know that it does work. Um, Scripture tells us that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That means gathering together with Christian people. There's something that happens when you are accountable to other people who are in the family of God. There there is something powerful that happens when you uh, share your struggles, when you are are even there to encourage someone else who is struggling. There There is something very powerful about being in the company of people who understand what it means to desire to follow Christ. Because the truth is, my friend, you can't remember everything all by yourself. And God never intended for you to do that. Uh, One of my my favorite quotes from one of my, my, my former pastors was that God has never called us to be Lone Ranger Christians. The problem with Lone Ranger Christians is that they get shot on the trail and nobody ever knows what happened to them. There's so many beautiful things that happen when Christians get together on a regular basis. And so scripture is very explicit. It's very, very plain. Do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. Do not give up meeting with other believers. Now, I've heard different reasons why people don't do that. Uh, One that I heard regularly was, I love God. But I just, I just, I just don't do church anymore because people are too junky. Um, 
it is true that we are we are we are dealing with human relationships and and everybody has not reached maturity. But my friend, that's not a reason to abandon the family of God because you find imperfection there. Because guess what? If they were perfect and you were to come and enter in, guess what? Imperfection would be introduced. We're all learning to love one another. We're all learning to become more and more like Christ. You will never encounter a perfect person in a church. You just won't. But you can encounter people who are farther along in their walk with Christ. You can encounter people who have been where you are. You can encounter people who know how to minister to the very issue that you have. It's like there being a hospital and you have a disease and you refuse to go to the hospital to get treated. That's that's lunacy, is it not? And yet we try to avoid doing the very things that God tells us we are to do and we, we suffer for it. So my friend, I want to encourage you to find a body of believers, find a church family where you can belong. Uh, another um, reason why I hear that people don't go to church is because there are all these hypocrites there. Again, you may find hypocrites in the church, like you're going to find sick people in a hospital, but that's why they're in the church. There may be people who are not living up to what they know. All of us, if we're honest, are educated beyond our obedience. All of us know things that we ought to do, that we ought to do, that we're not doing. So God's response to that is to love them, to encourage them, to pray for them. Don't abandon them. Don't judge them. And certainly don't quit coming around the preaching of the word just because of their, their people in the, in the congregation who have not arrived. And I say this a little bit tongue in cheek. If you think you know how to come to church and be perfect and not be hypocritical, come in and show us how it's done, my friend. <laughs> come in and show us how it's done. There's nobody who's got it all together. But the love of Christ covers a multitude of sins, just like you're going to need someone to overlook areas where you are not yet mature as you should be. Just like you're going to need someone to love you through your 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 immaturity until you get to a place where you're 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 stronger in your faith. Just like you're going to need to do that for other people, they're going to need to do the same for you. It really is quite a beautiful thing when God's people get together. And oftentimes the besetting sin that you are struggling with, there are other people who who have been there and done that, and they can show you how to work through that. Uh, another reason why uh, I've heard the people do not join a church is because um, there was one individual I'm thinking of now who who was afraid to move her membership from one church to another because she was afraid that that in the interim somehow between the time that her her name was on uh, was removed from one list at one church and before it got on the, the list of the other, she might die and she might go to hell. Because sometimes people have this idea that your name being on a church roll is is a sign of salvation, and that somehow if you if if there's a place a, a period of time in your life where you you your name is not on any particular list, then you're gonna you're doomed to go to hell. Well, to that I have to tell you that uh, that is that's a work of righteousness. That's that that was never going to get you to heaven in the first place. 
Um, scripture teaches very explicitly that those uh, who enter into the kingdom of God, they come by faith. Um, they come putting their full trust in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross as the full uh, payment for your sin, plus nothing else. There's nothing that we can add to that. We surrender ourselves to Christ. We come to him like we come to the altar. When we come to an altar, to the wedding altar, we are saying to to that person, uh, nobody else is going to be in my life in the same way. I'm making a full commitment to you. We're doing the same thing to God. We're coming to him. We're saying, Lord, nobody else has salvation but you. Nobody else can save me but you. You have said that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody's going to come to the Father except through you. So, Lord, I'm coming to the Father through you. Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody is coming to the Father except through him. So, Lord, I'm coming to you because you are the only way. There is no other name given among men by which we must be saved, Acts 4.12 says. So, Lord, since you're the only one, I'm the one. I'm coming to you. And so your, 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 your name being on a roll has nothing to do with your salvation, but has everything to do with community. There is so much besides there's something there's so much alongside the salvation that God offers us that sometimes we cheat ourselves out of and we don't take full advantage of. So uh, how how will you know if you're at a church um how how do you know that you're at the right church? How do you know that you're at the church that belongs to you? I mean, that 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 you should be be a part of because not all churches are created equal. There's no perfect church, but there are some churches that that are that are that are biblical that will give you the things that you need. And so whenever I would talk to young women in my former occupation and, you know, I would talk to them and they were not part of a, ch- a church family. Sometimes they would say, you know, I just haven't had time. I just haven't had time. Friends, you cannot afford not to make the time to find a church home because there is so much that is waiting there for you. There is so much joy. There is so much uh, uh, camaraderie and worship. There is so much fellowship around the word. There is so much encouragement. Oh, my goodness, the encouragement that is there. And, And also, friend, God has given you something to bring to the table. So when you're not there, guess what? People are missing out. You're cheating people of the gift that God has given you. There's somebody in a body of believers somewhere. There's somebody in a church who's hurting for the very gift that God has given you. So when you're not there, guess what? You're depriving them. So back to the question, how do you know, um, when you have found a good church home, how, how, how do you know what are some of the earmarks of a church that uh, will let you know that this is the place where you belong? Before I say that, let me say that, you know, just because you join a church doesn't mean you have to be there the rest of your life. There, 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 sometimes God moves us places uh, for a season. And in my own life, I've discovered that when I start to get restless, when I when I find that I'm not growing like I used to, usually that restlessness in my own experience has been God's way of showing me that it might be time for me to consider maybe going to another class or to or finding another church home. Doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the church. It just means that my season at that church is past and God wants to move me someplace else. Now, back again to that question. How do you know? Well, I always like to tell people 
when you, you, you want to be sure that you are a member of a church that holds the word of God in the highest esteem. What I mean is find a church whose uh, core belief is that the word of God is the word of God, that it is the boss of us, that it is it is inspired by God, that there are no errors that are there, that we can fully trust that what is within those 66 books can give us everything we need for life and godliness. There are churches that believe that portions of God's word are in the Bible and some portions are not. Um, that is not what the scriptures teach. Um, Timothy says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for truth, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Um, every single word in there is the word of God. And the Holy Spirit of God that we talked about last week helps us to interpret the word and helps us to know the truth. Also, um, sometimes you're having a particular problem. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I remember specifically when I was a young Christian, I remember having a particular issue. And I remember trying to read the word of God and to discover what God's word said about that particular issue. And I came across a verse and I kept reading it and it was almost like looking at a delicious dessert, but it was behind a five inch thick, thick piece of plate glass. It's like I could see it, but I couldn't really grasp it. That is one of the reasons why you need to be in a Bible believing church, because God has equipped people to help you understand what those verses mean. You, 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 you need help to do that. You really do. And there's nothing wrong with needing that help. That's why God placed those people in the church. People who have been gifted specifically to break it down, to put the cookies on the low shelf, as I like to say, to, to, to help you be, to make it plain. Um, but they can't help you if you don't ever go there. Um, so first of all, a Bible believing church. A church where Jesus Christ is the head, where he is at the center of everything that is done there. He is exalted as the savior of the world. He is presented as God himself who has come in the flesh. There are churches who believe that Jesus was a pretty good guy, but he was not God. My friends, I, I, I encourage you not to walk away, but to run away from those churches, because that is a direct contradiction of what the scriptures have said. That's like standing in front of God and calling him a liar. When God has said that Christ is the only one and somebody is telling you that he is not, that is that is abject heresy and it is cause to leave. Um. So a church that that places Christ in his rightful position and then also a church that has a mission mind, a a, a church that understands that the Great Commission, which is God's command for every person to present the gospel to their community, to their region, to their district, to the whole world. We have the good news of Jesus Christ. 
People everywhere are trying to work for their salvation. They're working themselves to death and it's not going to work. We have been given the good news. And so when you get connected with a church that understands that they are going to be about that business, they're going to put you to work, which is what they need to do because God has equipped you and given you something to offer the world. And so they're going to put you to work and those works are going to lead you to the fulfillment that you desire. And also y'all, there's something very, again, there's something powerful about serving alongside other like-minded people. There is encouragement. There, there are answers. There, there are just, I really don't know how to articulate that in all of its beauty. You've just got to experience it yourself. There have been times when I've had a question in my heart and I have, I have gone to church and I listened to the sermon. I sang the songs. I listened attentively. I did not hear the answer that I was looking for. But sometimes as I was walking through the hallway and I had a conversation with a fellow saint right then and there, God gave me the thing that I needed. That person had no clue that God was going to use them in that way. But what if I had stayed at home? What, what if I had stayed at home? What if I decided I was just going to watch it on the computer screen? There are some things that are not going to happen on a computer screen that God has ordained to happen in the midst of, of, of human being, of human contact, of, of sharing your life with other people. And I know that I sound passionate about this because I am. Y'all, I have seen so many people who come and they say, oh, I don't have anybody to help me with this. And, I'm, and I said, do you have a church family? No, I don't. I said, well, honey, that's what a church family is for. Sometimes blood family can't help you like church family can help you. When we all have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, because all of us have surrendered ourselves to Christ, we are relatives. We have the same spiritual DNA running through our bodies and through our spirit. And so that means that we are family. So if you are isolated from family and then all of a sudden you have a need, they don't know you from Adam's house cat. Get yourself involved. Not just so that you can have your needs met, but you do increase your likelihood of getting the help that you need when you are in community. Now, I understand the fears that come with that because it's a frightening thought to think about being vulnerable with people. You know, it's you worry about people gossiping and things like that. But you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. And let me just tell you, there are people in the church who are immature. Yes, they are. Just like in a family. Think about a family that has a father and a mother and some children. The little children who haven't been in the, in the world very long, there's some things they haven't learned yet, right? So we don't just abandon the family. No, we go to people who are more mature. If you are in a healthy church, you are going to find believers who are farther along in their faith. Again, there's nobody perfect. But do not let the imperfect gossipers and backbiters and those kinds of people who are not yet mature enough in their faith to look like Jesus. Don't let them run you off from the very help that you need from the mature people who are in the church. And keep in mind that all the mature people that you know in a church, they used to be like those immature people until God grew them up. So be patient with those people and get yourself plugged into a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. 
you will find the grace and the mercy that God extends to you for your imperfections through those people. You will find some of the answers that you've been needing for the longest time through those people. Sometimes we want to do a shortcut. Sometimes we want to be self-sufficient. Sometimes we want to try to do everything by ourselves, but that was not God's design. He designed for us to be in community with each other. And y'all, let me just tell you, I have been in those communities and there is absolutely nothing like it. There, there are people who will love you like Jesus loves you. There are people who will meet your needs. There are people who will be patient with you. There are people who will serve you. I'm telling you, y'all, the world has nothing that compares to the fellowship that we have with one another in the body of Christ when we operate in the way that he desires. So if you do not yet have a church family. I encourage you to find one. When you find, when you go looking at a church, listen to what's coming from the pulpit and be asking God, Lord, is this where you want me to be? Listen, God's not going to tell you to find a church home and then not help you do it. He's not that kind of God. He's going he's gonna to show you. And I always like to tell people, if it sounds like the message that is coming from the pulpit is reading your mail, that's a pretty good indication that that's where God wants you to be. If it sounds like somebody must have come and told that pastor what was happening in your life, because the things that are coming from that, that pulpit, there's absolutely no other way. That was the spirit of God giving him the message that you needed. And you can experience that every week, but you got to get yourself up out of that bed on Sunday morning, get yourself dressed and get to the church on time. Y'all, there's a feast that is happening every Sunday and the folks are out here starving. There's no excuse for it. So I encourage you, my friends, one of the ways that God responds to your imperfections is he gives you a family where you can receive the help and the encouragement and the knowledge and the strength and the camaraderie that you need to become the more mature person that you are striving to become. If this message has been an encouragement to you and there's somebody that you know that you think would be blessed by this, I encourage you to forward it to them. If you have any comments or any questions whatsoever, I encourage you to push the button and to contact me and ask. I would absolutely love to to hear you and to help you. If you live in my area of town, I would love to invite you to come to my church, Faith Baptist Church of Bartlett, uh, 3755 uh, North Germantown. Um, Yes, North Germantown. I attend the 915 service. I attend the 8 o'clock worship service. We got some other options, but I just want you to know, I would absolutely love to have you be a part of the body of Christ that I'm a part of if you are looking for a church home. It may not be for you, but it might be. So you are so very invited. Thank you and God bless you and have a great day.